ever wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. I believe the more you prepare for pregnancy, birth, and parenting by healing parts of yourself that need to heal, learning to fully appreciate your body, honoring and enjoying your sexuality, and having a practice for movement, meditation, breath, whatever brings you deep connection to yourself and helps you find peace and relaxation, as these practices will serve you in birth and beyond. My guest today is here to talk about the role of sexual empowerment in women's empowerment. And we agree sexuality is an important part of who we each are and understanding the power and harnessing and expanding sexual energy can transform your life and your birth. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali Bonaro, Director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. And I am so honored. Today, my guest is Dr. Daniel Harrell, who is the co-creator of the Somatica Method and the co-founder of the Somatica Institute. She has a PhD in human sexuality, a graduate degree in clinical social work, and a bachelor's degree in psychology and educational counseling. She has published original research on orgasmic birth. Yes, I'm excited about that, which is how we first met and since has co-authored three books with Celeste Hirschman, Cockfidence, Making Love Real and Coming Together. As a somatic sexologist, professor, and author, Danielle has devoted the last 20 years to resolving her clients' sexual challenges, training sex and relationship coaches, and empowering people. Harnessing her extensive training in sexology, psychology, and body-based modalities like Heikamo, attachment theory, character theory, and neuropatterning. She guides people in reaching their fullest potential, professionally and sexual potential. Danielle was recently a guest teacher in our advanced class for orgasmic birth practitioners. And I know you're all in for a treat, Danielle. It is such an honor to have you join us today. Welcome. Thank you so much, Deborah. It is so wonderful to be here. I'm excited about the orgasmic topic, the orgasmic birth topic and the orgasmic topic. <laughs> I love I love the movie that you created. And I know we met, I was doing my research while you were doing the movie pretty much at the same time frame. And it's super exciting for me to be here. Thank you. It's really exciting for me too. Can you share a little bit about your own journey with birth and how you started bringing birth and sexuality together to even do the research on orgasmic birth? Yeah, so my birth experiences weren't actually great. And I think sometimes from the places that feel like the most, and it was dear to my heart and my connection with my children is very important to me. And then they were not as beautiful and as maybe I'm going to say, they were not as empowered as I wanted them to be. And then 
they were very beautiful, but not as empowered as I wanted them to be. And then after I gave birth to my daughter, which was a long time ago, I, I realized that just like reading about birth and trying to prepare in a kind of like a more like intellectual way is not enough. And there's so much more that needs to happen for a person who is ready to give birth, to be ready for birth. And a lot of it, as I loved what you said at the beginning of the episode that you talked about, this is such an opportunity to really empower yourself around, you know, around your body, around your relationships, around your parenting, just by being more in tune with yourself and more embodied. And I feel like a lot of the birth education that I got missed those pieces. So I went on and started to explore and I became a birth educator, childbirth educator. And the whole world opened in, in a whole world opened to me because it was really like, wow, like this, all this like politics behind birth that I wasn't aware of. And there's like all those things that kind of keep women small. And I was like, wow, that really blew my mind. And especially I started to be much more aware of the sexual component. It was very like hidden. This was a time in my life that I did my own sexual exploration and did my own sexual empowerment. And I was like, everything was sexed up. Everything was about sex. And I was like, they missed out the whole point in birth. It's whatever goes in needs to go out. Why would it go out in a different way than the way it came in? <laughs> so I started. Yes. <laughs> I started to really research. I got really excited about sexuality and childbirth. And I started to research that. And that led me, this was with all the other things that were very exciting in my life around sexuality. I went to school, got my PhD, and then also started, decided, and then I decided to do my dissertation research on orgasmic births because I really felt like this is like the best kept secret. No one's talking with us about it. So that's how I landed here and <laughs> doing what I'm doing. And yeah. Can you just share, were there some surprises in there as you did your research on orgasmic birth? What were some kind of takeaways or surprises you found? Yeah. So my research was a qualitative research. It's not about, it's not like, definitely not back then. There were not lots of people who were doing orgasmic births. But I spoke with uh, uh, women and couples that experienced orgasmic births. And I found that there are like two groups of people that emerged. One group was people who heard about it the same way that I heard about it, the same way that you probably heard about it and got excited about it. Oh, this is like the best kept secret. Let's use sexuality in our, in the childbirth experience to make it like, a sensual, connected experience, but also to move birth along. We always hear about this clinical thing of nipple stimulation, right? But it's, it can be so sensual. Why make it clinical? <laughs> and then that was very beautiful to see that there were people that were aware of it. And a lot of them were birth practitioners because they were like, had more access to this knowledge. And I love the podcast that you're doing because you're bringing this knowledge to everyone out there, right? That's something that does not need to be kept a secret and shouldn't be kept a secret and should be like available to everyone because these are like the most simple ways. Like this is one of the most intimate times in our lives that we give birth 
and having our partners there and then like really using the sexual intimate connection to help a woman feel safe, to make this experience empowering and powerful to both um, uh, people in the relationship. Why not? And so that was one group. I got really carried away about this part. I love it. This thing is I love it too. I want to geek on that for a little bit before I move to the other group, because there's something about sexuality, like that all those hormones that we're flushing in our body when we are aroused, they really help our body relax, feel safe and expand. And we know that animals that don't feel safe can not going to continue the birth process, right? So if a woman does not feel safe, it will be harder to move birth along and all this like creating an atmosphere of safety, connection, intimacy, joy, arousal really allows a woman to feel safe, reduces birth pain and labor pain. And it really creates this beautiful, intimate connection that brings a baby into the world of love and connection. So that's me geeking on it. And how they impact the body. I also found that there was a very surprising different group of uh, women. They actually did not plan to have orgasms during childbirth. And they just spontaneously had orgasms during childbirth. One of them was even had an epidural and she still experienced an orgasm during the childbirth. That's how powerful is. That's how powerful orgasms are. Like, with an epidural, she still had an orgasmic experience. And there isn't a lot of research on that. So if you're out there listening and want to research more, research is definitely needed in the field of how this connection between like our orgasms and birth, right? So yes, uh, that will be a great research topic, for example. But it was very beautiful and surprising to see how powerful the body is and how much it wants to have those orgasms. Yes. And even if not an orgasm, right? Just pleasure, just connection and love, right? Orgasmic birth is full of so many different sensations that the hormones take us to that altered place. And I'm like you, I love how you said, just think how your births would be different. And me too. I wish that we all had this knowledge to consider and prepare. And I know that's what you do is prepare people in so many ways. So I know we were going to talk about sexual empowerment. And what is that? Like when you hear sexual empowerment, I'm sure different people are going, what is that? And how do you get there? Yeah. And it's a wonderful question because like sexual empowerment is this, it's, I believe that our sexuality is such an important part of who we are. And there are lots of practices around embodiment. People do yoga and they do movement and they do dancing and all of that is wonderful. And in most of those practices, a little bit of ignoring, they usually breathe all the way to your belly. They forget to breathe all the way down to the pelvic floor. And we're ignoring in our culture this very powerful force of erotic energy. And this, our erotic energy, for me, my erotic energy is like, it's my oracle. It's my North Star. It tells me, oh, I want to buy this car. I know it sounds like funny, but if I don't feel alive, I don't feel, you know, juiciness in my pelvic floor, I don't do things. 
this is my guide into what feels right and what doesn't feel good to me and allows me to put boundaries and follow joy and aliveness in my life. And there are many wonderful ways to get there, but I think the biggest important thing, and I'm happy to share a few of them here, but the biggest one is even to realize that this is important because we so compartmentalize around sexuality in our culture. We're just like, yeah, sex is this thing that two people do in the bedroom. If you're in California, more than two do in the bedroom. <laughs> but it's like something that you do and it's, it is very boundaried and very closed to that act. And it's not about feeling the aliveness of being a sexual, alive human being walking on this planet, right? So this aliveness is amazing. I, I love that though. And I love how you say that's your like barometer, that's your North Star. That's like really feeling into what's a yes, what's a no, right? You even said it creates your boundaries. So it's not a, just about the yes, but it's fully being connected. And I also love what you said and agree. We are sexual beings. It's who we are and why it's been minimized either through shame or other things to be such a small part that we can acknowledge when it's a huge part of who we are. So can you take us through a few ways for someone who's going, oh, how do I get there? What would be some tips? Yeah, and I think, again, like, Thinking about a pelvic floor more frequently is really important because there's so many signs and signals that we get. We can feel a tingle in the pelvic floor or we feel like a little bit of like warmth and uh, expansion. And all those things are signs that something good is happening in a pelvic floor. So if we think about it, bringing embodied practices all the way down to the pelvic floor is a wonderful way of doing it. For example, using the breath. So if we're taking a breath and we are inhaling through our mouth and we're taking a nice deep breath and we take this breath all the way down to the pelvic floor and we give a little squeeze in the pelvic floor, we can start by keep practicing that practice of breathing and squeezing and the pelvic floor will start to be much more sensitized into this like full pathway of breath that comes through our mouth, our chest, our belly, to our pelvic floor. And if we repeat it and we do it multiple times, we start to feel much more sensation. We bring more awareness to our pelvic floor. Another way of doing it is really like starting you walking on a walk. And I have my step steps. I count my steps. I love counting my steps. So you can be focused on the steps, on your heart rate. And great if you do that. But once in a while, if you can take a moment and look around you and look at the leaves and take a breath and use this breath and take the outside world inside your belly, inside your pelvic floor, and you squeeze it and you like the breath, the inhale and the exhale together, they really enhance your experiences being alive. And that's how sexual empowerment starts to happen. The first step is embodiment. The first step is really feeling into your body and experiencing yourself as a sexual being. Yeah. And beautiful. And I know you 
did some exercises with our orgasmic birth practitioners and people were saying, wow, what in just a few minutes. And I hope for people listening, just breathing along and feeling that squeeze and just really having that awareness, start to feel that juiciness. I know in our group, a lot of people are like, wow, one person even said, oh, I'm definitely leaving this session to find my partner. So important. And we talk about that as sexual empowerment, but there's also an aspect of it. And you use these words that it helps them reclaim their sexuality. Are there other practical tools for reclaiming something that for many people they weren't educated about or they weren't taught to honor? Yeah, that's really beautiful because I created a training to train professionals and help them become sex and relationship coaches and then support others. But now we're also opening a train, a workshop for people that just want to learn the tools of relating in sexuality. And it's called In Love Workshop, Somatica In Love Workshop. And a lot of what we're doing, what I've started to talk with you here is definitely covered in the workshop. Like, how do you start to feel safe in your body? How do you start to feel that your body is yours? And we have this beautiful practice that we talk about reclaiming your sexual self and reclaiming your body. And this is something about like really going through different parts of your body and reminding yourself that they are yours. Like we have so many practices in our culture that are about cutting ourselves away from our body. Diets are one example, right? Let's not eat what we want. Let's eat what They tell us it's not even what we need. They tell us we should eat because so we lose connection to what is right that comes from inside out, comes from our body, our desire, our knowledge, our inner knowledge, or like limiting movement. If we don't feel like it's okay to move because we were shamed around that maybe growing up. So like reclaiming ourselves and reclaiming our body We can do it with, it can be, it seems simple, but it's very powerful. Like doing something like holding, putting your hands on your belly. How many of us really breathe all the way to our belly? One of the things that pregnancy allows you to do is finally breathe to your belly. It can stick it out. (laughs) You don't have to hide and squeeze your belly and lots of holding your hands on your belly and say, this is my belly. And really feel the vibrations of it. And when I teach it in my trainings and workshops, people start sobbing because it's, wow, this is this thing that we don't connect with. And it's part of who we are. These are my thighs. These are my butt cheeks. (laughs) My arms start to reclaim our body parts and our body to show up. This is part of us. We're not just like walking heads. There's so much more of us than our brains. And living fully in our body is such a much more expanded way of living. Yes. So beautiful, Danielle. And for people that are pregnant and preparing for birth, this is a beautiful preparation. But for those of you, and I know a lot listening, are doulas and midwives and nurses and some doctors are following us. So this is important for everyone. And you talk about too, not only is this important for people preparing for birth, but really being fully sexually empowered 
empowers your life. Can you talk about that? Like how do people integrate this and what changes do they see as they really awaken their sexual energy? Yeah, so I feel that what people usually start to see is really a sense of aliveness, aliveness that is huge. Like you start to feel that your sensations are much more alive. You know, just you know, just like a clothes hanger walking around. You're a full-bodied human being walking around. You feel sensations more. You feel the breeze. You feel the sun. You feel arousal. You feel joy. You have a higher people always. I work a lot with people who have challenges with sexual desire. They feel like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel so turned on. I don't know how to get there. And this is the first step. The first step is to realize that you can't just turn on your arousal whenever you're ready to have sex. That's something that you need to, if you really, they call it like having a pilot light on, right? So you have the pilot light on and then it's much easier to spark the fire than if you're just walking disconnected from your sexuality. So when people embody and connect with the erotic energy, their accessibility to the turn-ons is much higher. They feel more joy. They feel more pleasure walking day in and day out in the world. They are just more alive. (laughs) And then of course, the ability to say yes and no to things is more clear because then your body is talking for you and you have a stronger sensation like, no, that doesn't feel so good to me. I don't want it to talk to me like that. Or I don't want it to stand close to me or I want you to come closer to me. So all those things become much more clear. Beautiful. So I have to ask you, for those that are pregnant and maybe partners that are listening with us that are still like, Uh, It's hard for me to bring that association of integrating my sexuality in birth. What would you say to them? Oh, I would say, I think many people also feel like it's like we have a big dichotomy between the mother and the whore in her culture. (laughs) Yes. What's the night sex with? Oh, they're going to be a mother. Oh my God, I can't touch them. You know, there's like huge dichotomy in our culture around that. But I'm going to remind them that this is their partner. Birth is part of life, the life cycle. And birth is like part of sexuality. Whatever brought this baby in, using sexuality and sexuality is early sex education. (laughs) It's the best way to flood the baby with wonderful love hormones that will prepare them to a better life. And then using this gentle connection can be empowering and really help them. Just think about looking at each other as not, I think birth is also compartmentalized. So if you look at birth as this like part of life, it will be easier to connect sensuality to it. Yeah. I so agree. Thank you so much for sharing so many of your tips and wisdom. And I know that many people are going to say, okay, how can they connect with you? How can they follow you, join a class? Can you share where people can find you and different things you have available right now? Yes. So I have a training for professionals who want to become sex coaches. You don't have to have any training before. We can take you from, I just want to be a sex coach and so curious about it. I want to help people around sexuality all the way to being certified 
And we also have a training to people who just want to learn the tools of relating and sexuality and embodiment and safety in the body and all those tools around having a wonderful sex and relationship in their lives. And we have that workshop is called In Love. And, and you can find you can find me and all those wonderful workshops in somaticainstitute.com. And we also, you can follow us on YouTube and Somatica Institute or on TikTok and Somatica Institute and Facebook, of course. So, yes. Fantastic. And we will add those all into the show notes. So if you're listening, definitely whatever platform you're on, look below and you will see Dr. Daniel Harrell's links and websites and Instagram. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today for the work that you're doing and for always inspiring me with our great connection with orgasmic birth. Thank you so much, Deborah, for having me. I am inspired with your work <laughs> very much. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. And for everyone listening, we always love to hear from you. Share with us, tag us both on social. What was your favorite tip? What are you going to I always say birth forward into your life. How will you integrate some of this for your own sexual empowerment? So thank you for following us on the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. And we look forward to having you join us next time. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe. Mm -hmm.